Hey everybody, Eric here. I uh, just wanted to disclaim this episode by starting and telling you guys that from about the 11 minute 30 second mark to the 15 minute 40 second mark, I give my thoughts on the school shooting that happened in Uvalde, Texas. I know Straight Outta Gotham traditionally isn't a forum where we discuss these kinds of topics, but it is a forum that I have. This was a topic I felt passionately about. I asked Pete about it beforehand and he was okay with it, so I went ahead and gave my comments. If you do not want to hear that portion of the show, please fast forward past it. I will not take offense. If you do listen to it and you want to reach out to me and discuss this in a respectful manner, we can. I also want to thank everybody again for your continued support of this show. Pete and I enjoy doing it and we will continue to do it as long as you guys want to hear us. So with that being said, here is episode 77 of Straight Outta Gotham. We hope you enjoy it. Out of Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. fandom welcome to another episode of straight out of gotham episode 77 we are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the batman podcast network hosted by batman on film make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to bof clicking the podcast drop down and checking out um, all the great shows that we have a part of our network eltd uh comics on consoles batman book club raymond review gotham outsiders lots of great stuff over there asriel podcast uh, lots of great stuff to choose from, so make sure you go over there and check out all the great shows. Uh, I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River. I am a senior contributor to BatmanOnFilm.com. I am Peter R. Vera, and today we're recording on May 28th, 2022. As always, we have a great show for you today, but before we get into the good stuff, I'd like to remind you, all of our faithful listeners, that if you take the time to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air, you win a prize pack. So, you got to be in it to win it. Make sure you get those reviews in like Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, you possibly could win a prize pack. I got to mail out uh, Doug's prize pack. He won one. So his is, it, it's it's here. It's just got to get assembled and put in the mail. So it's coming. Now, let me introduce you to my partner in crime. The North Haven Dune Scaling Champion of 1969. A fellow Batman on film contributor. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Long Island, Eric Holdman. You keep making me older. Pete. Each each week, I feel like I'm getting older. Old and uh, with age comes wisdom, my friend. 1969, dude. I wasn't born then. <laughs> don't don't act like you haven't traveled back in time for many of your feats. This is true. This is true. After after Endgame, and I learned how to do it. Now yeah. I just do it. I thought it was after Days of Futures Past, but whatever. No, I was still. My, I wasn't as developed at that point. My scientific knowledge to do All it right. and then after endgame i'm like oh okay let me look into this and i, I figured it out so quite the uh, yes. quite the brain you have there Eric. i try you know i i'm just one man just just one man one man many championships <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what is wrong with you <laughs> okay I uh, want you lost. 
Dune. So yes, living on an island, uh, there are many dunes. Uh, many <laughs> dunes on Long Island. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a Long Island. Yes, there's actually a dune road out east. If you go out to like Montauk, where a lot of people go visit, the main road there is called Dune Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is the time of year too that it starts getting fun living here. Uh, you know, Long Island. Uh, the weather's getting warmer. The beaches start to open. It gets a little bit prettier and you know, it's fun, especially we are recording this on May 28th and it is Memorial Day weekend. So we are uh, about, that's the unofficial kickoff of summer. Uh, so Pete, I also know that the, that Jersey during the summer, especially the shore gets a lot of, of action. Yeah. Uh, so you headed into that season. Are you, uh, do you uh, get annoyed by traffic or are you far away from the traffic? Um, no, the traffic has no impact on me. That's what I figured. No. Yeah, you're, you're uh, if anything, good. I am the traffic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, do you head out there a lot during the summer? Yeah. Oh, definitely. You got to, you know, especially now since you've been cooped up for so long, right? Yeah. It's like the first real summer this feels like. So yeah, definitely going to hit up the boardwalks, play some board games. Some some lemonade, some sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, the I will say that in comparison, uh, Long Island shores and like the South Shore, especially, is where we used to have a lot of things like they have on the Jersey Shore with the with the rides and the carnival atmospheres. Mm-hmm. And not so much anymore. No, nah, I, I, I don't, don't know, know what it's going to be like though. Though I haven't been down there in like two years, it feels like. Yeah. So, that's true. You know, things are. I imagine things are going to be different. Um, you know, as long as I can get a Zeppeli. Or a funnel oh. cake, I feel like I'd be all right, you know, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, That's true, though. That, it's, that's... Like, what is, it's like, okay, like, I'm not, I'm too old for the rides, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put a quarter down, play a pinwheel game, uh, get a funnel cake, and, uh, you know, a slice of pizza. That's kind of like all I really want out of a boardwalk experience, right? Like, that's your typical Jersey boardwalk. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's weird here. I have, I mean, I could go to Coney Island if I wanted that kind of experience, because uh, we that's it's still very much like that over there. Get but, a nice old Nathan's hot dog. Yeah, I mean, if you have if you've never been to that Nathan's, you should make a trip. Uh, it's it's worth it. It's crazy um, how much traffic that place gets, but uh, it's it's they have frog legs on the menu, and I did not know that they have frog yes. legs. Like are they yes. deep fried? Yeah. Yes. I'd yes. eat that. I'd try that. I would try frog legs. I've had a frog burger in Paris once. Mm. That was I haven't. Tr- I didn't try frog snail. I've had, but not, not frog. I would try it. I give it a shot. But yeah, every time I go, I say that I'm like, oh, I'm going to try the frog legs, and then by the time I get up there, the line's just too long. I'm like, I'll just take whatever. I'll have a hot dog and fries, and that's it. Let me get out of here. Uh, but yeah, so official. Like I said, kick off the summer. So happy summer, everyone. Uh, and you know, let's, let's have, let's make it a good one. Let's make it a good one. Uh, quick on quick on the baseball too. Uh, we touched on it early in the, the year, but did we? Uh, when we started, yeah, when baseball started, I remember mm-hmm. we were freaking out. Well, not freaking out, but we were f- laughing at how people were freaking out at the Yankees start. And now they have the best record in baseball. So, uh, <laughs> the Yankees only play bad teams. Remember that? Well, so far they've been beefing up their record on bad teams. You could say that. I mean, that's a fair, yeah, really? fair compliment. I guess Tampa Bay's bad now. <laughs> well, no, they're the first really good team that they've played. Yeah, but and I, I guess Toronto. I guess 
I mean, but, you know, Cleveland was also you know, really hot when they came to Yankee Stadium. I know they fell, fell off, but they're not anymore. But they've played Baltimore, what, three series already? They played Baltimore 13 times. But the Yankees have also beat up on the Blue Jays, which were favored to win the East. That's true. You know, uh, they've beaten up on the Red Sox, which they should. The Red Sox are like, what, 11 and a half out? That's crazy. It's beautiful to see. It's wonderful. Well, of course, it's great to see. It's just crazy. I yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, they got them in there, and Tam- I don't think Tam- – Tampa scored yet? <laughs> Have so, they? I know I, it was no, two I nothing. Was, I think they scored. Uh, I think Wandy Peralta gave up a run at some point. Yeah, I know the. I don't know, but uh, I, I don't even know if they did. Maybe it was a series beforehand. Because I, I mean, like, Holmes has got two saves. I don't know. I'm, and Tyone went to the eighth. Nestor. I don't think they have. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Nestor gave one up early. Yeah, Holmes, the point has is been, the, Holmes has been a revelation. Been amazing. Yeah, Holmes has been. Yeah, like, it's it kind of bums me out because it doesn't bum me out, but I, I'm I'm always rooting for Chapman. I know he's kind of a weird dude, but Chapman gets a lot of heat, and I, I know he doesn't always, but he doesn't always make the pitch. But you know, we've been spoiled for a lot. We have Mo for a long time. We've been Mo for yeah, like and then years. yeah, Chapman's normal. This is a normal. Chapman's a normal, and Clay Holmes is going to give up a run at some point. It's going to happen, and then people are going to freak out. That's it. He's done. His run is done. Like, oh god. Yes. No fans overreact more than Yankee fans, right? Like, that's probably the the safest bet to make. Is that not there aren't fans in the universe that overreact to to one bad game? (laughs) Uh, To be honest with you, now I think all fans overreact. I don't know. I think, Not all the fans of all teams, though, have the, the sense of entitlement that most Yankee fans have. Uh, and that's not something I don't believe is arguable. Yankee fans feel, and it, and rightfully so, because of the history that every year they should be in it. And when they're not, it's crazy. Yet they haven't had a losing record since when? It's been like 20-some years. Yeah, so I mean, but I digress. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's been... That's been great, at least uh, from on the sports the sports front, anyway. Especially since all my other teams suck. So yeah, that's I, great. <laughs> it's been nice to have the have the beginning of the season with the Yankees start out very very well. Really quickly, did you find your? Did you were you able to figure out Prime last night? Uh no, okay. I, I couldn't. For some reason, I couldn't watch the game on the computer. Uh, but Yankees Twitter helped me out. I was able to watch it uh, illegally. <laughs> so right. screw you amazon screw you <laughs> your customer That's service is horrible and uh so there's always a way now TVs. yeah yeah there's so I, I figured that and uh so i was very appreciative for that uh that bone that yankee twitter threw me <laughs> right because, if you guys uh, don't know what we're talking about amazon prime purchased a package i guess from mlb and now they're showing a certain number of games on on their amazon prime video service throughout i was the- able to watch the first game they had on prime so it's yeah, like, I, I was able to watch it, Pete. So I don't know what was going on in your setup because I had it on for a little while. I bet, so. I bet you it was just – I don't know why. I was on a computer or maybe I was, because I was streaming it from like a smart TV or a smart yeah, that TV could hub. Be. But I couldn't I even get on my phone. It was so weird. I was like, why is this an issue today? Yeah, I know, right? It's always the point where you need to have something that it, it breaks down. Like It's like, yeah. damn, I can only watch it this way. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, like it's So said, dumb. Yeah, it is. I understand why they're doing it because we're headed to or towards a streaming world, I believe. But it's but they already streamed their. I don't know. I guess they want to pay for some. But what on their own TV network? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You're right. It's true. They have their own TV network, 
I don't understand why they need to do that, but whatever. I guess to make it more accessible to people who don't want the full MLB package, I guess maybe they're doing it for that reason. Uh, I don't know what it I don't is. Because I know you don't buy, have TV. You could buy cable. Yes Network for $80 a month just to stream it. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. $80 a month? That's a lot of money. I know. For just one channel? Yes. Considering I only want to watch it for one thing. I mean, I don't have to do that. I, I still have cable, but. Right. You know, I wouldn't do that. $8 a month? That's crazy. Just to watch Yankees baseball? I know. I'd rather pay for the cable bill. I get more channels <laughs> for like one. I know. It is. It's nuts. I wouldn't do it, but it is what it is. They, they, everyone's trying to make money now in this new world we're moving towards. I, we're definitely moving towards that. But that's a different topic for a different time and should be handled by people much smarter than you and I. Uh, <laughs> the streaming wars and things like that. I don't get too involved. Although I love it, I don't get too involved. Um, I just want to quickly talk about this. Uh, obviously, the tragedy that happened in Texas at the elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, mm-hmm. where we had another school shooting uh, by a... I'm just going to say this, and I'm sorry if it's wrong, but a crazy person young man who again thought it would be great to just buy a couple guns and go shoot up a school uh you know i don't know it's it's very very sad every time i feel this is becoming it's become way too normal now i feel like it's every month or every two months we get some kind of shooting uh whether it's at school or at the grocery store whether it's at a concert or a movie theater i feel like we're getting it's, it's something that's always become part of our part of the american experience it feels like and that's that's a little depressing uh because it really doesn't happen in any other country no other country has this kind of uh school shooting any kind of shooting mass mass shooting events uh there's terrorism in other countries yes of course we're not the country who owns terrorism but when it comes to these style type of events it feels like it's a it's a primarily an American problem and it's hard to really consider speak about American exceptionalism when this stuff happens uh, I I still believe it's the greatest country on the planet I will not for everything that you that's available to you here I 100% American I I wouldn't want to live anywhere else but this is a big problem and it's something that needs to be addressed whatever we're doing it's not working that's the simple way for me to say it. I'm not going for anyone's guns. I own a gun. I live in New York State. It's very hard to get a gun here, but we still have gun violence. So clearly, even even with all the stuff we're going to put in, you might want to put in as your talking points. Yes, we should have extensive background checks. Yes, there should be a month, maybe a six-week waiting period before you can even pick up a gun. All of that, I'm for. Uh, but the the problem is the guns are still there and they're still getting out there. So it's a two-pronged attack, right? Mental health on one hand. And then I feel like there has to be stricter gun laws because they're just way too easy to get. And this has been my take forever. Uh, I don't feel like anyone's going for your guns. I feel like those are just talking points people throw out there. Not, no one wants to repeal the Second Amendment except maybe a few that you hear now and then. But for the most part, most don't want that. But something has to be done because this isn't working. And and you can't just say, well, 
it's a mental health issue. Yeah, it is. Obviously, people killing people is not normal. No one comes into this world saying, oh, when I get older, I want to be a murderer. So, yes, it's a mental health issue. Something happens um, and that, that should be addressed. But it's a lot harder to round up people with mental problems and throw them and evaluate them and then throw them in a home or a facility until they you know, are reformed than it is to do something about access to weapons, especially weapons of mass destruction, uh, weapons of war. So that's my standpoint on it. I don't want to make it a big deal. Again, uh, my heart goes out to all those families who lost children. Such a sad effect. I mean, some of them had to, they, their bodies were so mangled, they had to do DNA swabs just to verify that it was their kids. I mean, that's, what are we doing, man? Like, we're, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it, put it out there. Uh, you know, and if anyone wants to talk to me about it, I'll give my socials at the end. We can talk, you can hit me up. I, I welcome the conversation. Uh, I feel that's the only way we move forward in life, and especially as a society, is if we talk about these things. So, Pete, if you want to add any comments, you can. If you don't, uh, I'm good. Uh, I think you've said enough for both of us. <laughs> uh, it's time to get into the news, so uh, why don't we just take that away? Yeah, so, okay, enough of that, guys. Let's, let's get into the fun stuff. Uh, we're going to start first with a topic I mentioned at the end of our last show, uh, but there's a little bit more details on it now. Uh, it was announced that Daredevil will be returning to Disney Plus, um, obviously through the MCU, through the Mar through Marvel Studios now, um, which is an exciting thing. I think most of us really, really enjoyed the Daredevil series. Uh, so Matt Corman and Chris Ord have been tapped to write and executive produce a series that will be notable for being the first of the Netflix Marvel shows to get a new but continued series, and it will be Daredevil. Um, so Pete. What do you think? Don't be upset when this is a brand new show and not a sequel. I'm just saying, I got a feeling that this is, like, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a continuation. I think this is going to be a brand new thing. Like, there's no way they, I think they're just going to use the whole variant excuse and that's fine. Whichever way they do, but I'm just saying like, I'll accept it either way, but I know there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to be upset that the Netflix daredevil is not crossing over. I, I think this will be the MCU daredevil with uh charlie cox i don't you don't think so i think this will be a continuation because what they had at netflix was way too good why would you want to throw that away is it the same people well it's a different showrunner that, that's what i'm saying so already it's different it's not the same show what's his name steven denight or whatever it is didn't he do the netflix stuff like it's already not his vision it's already not what he would do. The only way it could be a continuation is if you're doing what he was doing for his season four, would it have been? Yeah, right? it would been, it'd be season four. So yeah. that's my take. Like if it's not tonight's season four, then it is a, this is a reboot of Daredevil. I mean, it could be, a, it could be a, maybe a soft Which is reboot. fine. Yeah. No. yeah so, I mean, soft rebooting is like, what? It's just, a, it's the same actor. It's different continuity. Like, well, no, that kind of. That could mean it could mean anything. It could mean they take little, some elements from the original and just change it around. It could mean anything. We talk about a soft reboot, and we did obviously see uh, Matt Murdock in No Way Home. So and he's Kingpin, and we saw D'Onofrio in right, Hawkeye. In Hawkeye, right? So we've seen these two guys back in this universe. I just think it would be really weird to do a complete to completely change 
the story and to pivot when the actors coming back are the same actors playing the parts. I feel like they did pivot though. Like Kingpin, his skill set was different in Hawkeye than it was in Daredevil. Right? We didn't like, really Dare- see much of him though. In Daredevil, you see enough of him. But like, well, Daredevil, but yes. In Hawkeye, though, he's got he's pretty strong. He's like more comic book accurate kingpin than well, Netflix was. He took a beat. He took a hell of a beating. I thought the in season three, the the last between him and the fight between him and Daredevil was he was he was good. Like he was strong enough. Yeah, he was, um, but he he seemed a lot stronger. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I should rewatch those fights, but um. I don't know. I, I, that's just me. I just have a feeling this is going to be more of a reboot. All right. I mean, I wouldn't. You're right. You said don't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if they rebooted and did a whole new type deal with obviously Charlie Cox returning and all the other characters, uh, which I hope we get all of them back. I hope we get Foggy back and I hope we get, um, God, what's her name? <laughs> as Electra. Because then no, no, it's no. like, I don't know. Like, I'd like to. Oh, uh, as. Um, uh, what's her name? I oh, remember no. her from. Yeah, she, she was on True Blood too. I can't. Remember I know who you're talking about. God, but yes, you know the the, the Karen the, Page. Yeah, the Karen Page. That's Page. Yes, the threesome. I was about to say they were the main threesome. Yeah, and so there she is. But I would like to see Burnthal come back at some point. But God knows, I don't think Punisher's anywhere near any sort of production at any point. Well, yeah, and he also we we reported this. He also said that he would only come back if they didn't change the tone of the show. Yeah, if they kept so, the tone the same. So we'll see I, how it goes. That's why I'm thinking reboot because it's just, this way they can bring everything back if they want to in their own way. You're right. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it wouldn't surprise me, but because the actors are the same, I think it would be confusing for people. But that's just me. I don't so, think it's confusing at this point. We're talking. How deep are we into multiverse variants? I don't think anyone was confused by anything that happened in Doctor Strange or No Way Home. Like, but, I think that people being confused part of, of the superhero movie business is kind of over. Maybe. That's I think these point. people pretty much are, are used to this stuff by now. That's a fair point. Uh, you're right. That is a fair point. Uh, so we'll see, but I'm just glad the character's back. I really enjoyed that show, and I really enjoyed Charlie Cox's interpretation of Matt Murdock. So... I'm looking forward to it. I'm with you, man. And uh, I dug, I dug it a lot myself. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a, a multiverse version with him and Ben Affleck. Who knows? That would be cool. That'd be cool. Affleck had the better suit, so I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> yeah, that suit was good. It was. It was. All right. So sticking in the MCU and with shows that have been on Disney Plus, Loki is coming back for season two, as as uh, we all know already. That's been confirmed. And Tom Hiddleston recently spoke and said that everyone will be coming back. So, so you got to be excited about that. You love Loki more than anybody. Well, I liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it more. Than you anybody. loved it. Come on. But uh, no, it was good. So Owen Loki Wilson, and Captain Marvel, your favorite two MCU projects, bro. Jesus, Loki is one of my favorite characters in in the MCU. Yes, but I, the show was is a slow burn. I enjoyed it, but it's a slow burn. Uh. So Owen Wilson will be back as Mobius. Um, That's good because I need more Riddler victims. We'll be Bosaku is back as Hunter B-15. Gugu Mabatha-Ra is back as the Judge Ravana Renslayer, the TVA judge. Sophia DiMartino is back as Loki's independent-minded variant Sylvie. And one of Pete's favorite people, Tara Strong, 
is returning as the TVA's animated mascot, Miss Minutes. I love Tara Strong. She's one of my favorites. Uh, so, yeah. So everyone's right. coming I, back. I'm, I just hope season two is better than season one. Everyone knows I'm not a fan of season one of Loki. I thought it was a, was a snooze fest. <laughs> and uh, so. All right, it's yeah. very intricate. I'll say that. It's, it's very, very boring. So. I'll say that. But we'll see how. Mr. Holzman. But I always like when everyone, if you're going to do a season two, I like, and everyone's still alive. I always like when they get the original people come back. So that's great. You're so, always so morbid. Uh, that's If me. everyone's still alive. Like, Eric. <laughs> I mean, in the show, not real life. <laughs> like, they, they did talk about, they said John Majors might not be coming back. Uh, depending on who, because that could be any kind of different version of Kang. Yeah. So, you know, it, it might, he might not be returning, but I hope he does because he's fantastic. So I hope he comes back. Speaking of coming back uh, again, uh, there's been a lot of dis- there was a lot of discussion after No Way Home what was going to go on with the cast. Uh, Tom Holland, Zendaya, uh, Jacob Batalon, I guess. Um, I forget the other. Is that the kid who plays Ned? Yes. Uh, I forget some of the other cast members, but there's the three main ones I would assume they'd want back, uh, and. Tom Rothman, who's the head of Sony, said that, yes, he wants to bring all them all back in the future. And John Watts. Yes, and John Watts. He wants to bring every, the whole team back to continue making these films. Uh, John Watts just got attached to a – this is just for people People don't know this, who are in Star Wars. Eric stuff. Uh, yes, John Watts just got attached to a new Disney uh, – sorry, a new Star Wars project called Skeleton Crew that he will be directing. So I don't know how that's going to work out with the Spider-Man stuff, but, uh, Rothman it's all under the same roof. So I imagine it's going to work out. Yes. So Rothman kind of explained it like this. We have our Marvel businesses, which breaks into three tra- um, branches. There are Spider-Man movies, and we're currently at work on two Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse sequels to our Oscar winning animated movie with Lord and Miller. We hope to get working on the next Spider-Man movie. Well, actually, now that I think about it, it's not. If this sounds, this is a Sony thing. So yeah. then, so, yeah, so this is not, so this may, there may be a conflict. Maybe John Watts picked a side. I don't know. Oh, I don't think that's, I doubt that. I have no idea. Much. But he um, did just get lately left off his Fantastic Four. So it's like all that. Right. So like he's been, he's, he's made a lot of decisions lately. Um, We'll see. I mean, obviously for Sony, this is a no-brainer. Like, this franchise is a mega hit, Like even as much as I don't like the second one. And of my issues with interpretations, like, this version of Spider-Man has made a ton of money. Right. How could they not want all these guys back? This thing is a, this thing is, a, is, a, is always a hit. It's always a billion now. Yep. Right? Yeah. Since Far From Spider-Man, it's always made a billion. <laughs> well... The he, Rothman brings up a good point in the story is that it's not always it's not about what always what they want, but so now it seems to be what the talent wants as well. Um, and it's not always about money. Um, and I think we're seeing that too. A lot of artists, a lot of uh, actors now want to be part of a project that obviously is not just there to make money, but is is there to is a good piece of work. It's about the work. Uh, so well, then I think they should reconsider uh, Far From Home. <laughs> Can't go back, Pete. We can't go back. Could only could only move forward. So, 
that's a but it's a very good point because maybe Holland doesn't want to continue but maybe he feels his story is complete, which he's kind of intimated a few times in in different. And a lot of these guys don't want to be like typecast forever, so, you know. That's true as well. Who knows how he actually feels? He may hate the fact that he walks out the door and people just call him Spider Man. Like, I doubt he, that. You don't think it got under? Like, I feel like back in the day would have got under somebody's nerves. Maybe today's different because it's just mega money. You know, it's like yeah, call me Spider Man all you want. I don't care. Like, just, I'm making check after check but i don't know I, just, I can see some people getting annoyed with it i guess i just 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 kind of i mean i don't know him obviously but just how he portrays himself i think he i think he loves the fact that he's spider-man uh i mean i so, think they all did at one point i think after three toby was done though yeah like i was gonna say toby mcguire would be the one actor who played spider-man who'd be like yeah you know what don't call me that anymore like I don't yeah. want to be known as Spider-Man anymore. He's the one of the three, but but then you hear about the experience on No Way Home, and he seemed totally thrilled to be back and loved playing the part. Yeah, well, again. probably after so many years. So, yeah, but it's good. I'm just happy to read that the plan, at least at the higher ups, with the Rocky, plan Warner Brothers plan. No, no, this is this would be Sony Marvel's <laughs> no, plan no. this time. We're we're moving from Warner Brothers. What's now. the plan, WB? What's We're going to get to that later. We're going to get to that later because the plan there's, in? there's an interesting story you put in the rundown that kind of speaks to a larger aspect of what's going on. But we're going to talk about that later. Uh, so we'll get to that in a couple minutes. But we'll continue right now with more Sony news regarding the Marvel Universe. Uh, Celeste O'Connor has been added to the cast of Madam Web. Uh, we know Dakota Johnson is playing Cassandra Webb, so she will mm. be the main star. But Celeste O'Connor, who most famously was in Ghostbusters Afterlife, she is now joining the cast in an unnamed role, which I feel like every time we talk about something, it's always it's always in an unnamed role. And we can't give anyone any more insight than that. Yeah, like why it's like, oh man, just tell me who she's playing. I know. <laughs> but it's a secret. Um, like why? Yeah. But Ghostbusters Afterlife was such was so good, and all the cast members were great in that. So pulling someone from there, I don't know her from anything else. It's the only thing I know her from. Yeah, me too. So pulling any of those actors and putting them in a project is a good good sign for me. Uh, obviously, Paul Rudd can't be putting anything in, in Marvel or Sony because he's Ant Man, so he already is there. Is there. But um, anyone else? I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm cool with this. I think it's great. I just want to know more about what this movie's about. Right, like we just we're just getting casting announcements, and that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's like, okay, cool. This is moving forward, and this there looks like this is sh- this will shoot. But like, what is this movie really about? Like, I'm just like, yeah, there's- what's going on? Like, which Madam Web is it? I'm, I'm exactly. curious. I have a lot more questions. Like, I'm sure you know, like the trailer will be well worth the wait because it'll answer everything. But uh, you know, just I'm just curious. Yeah, and the fact that I think Sony needs needs kind of a hit. Uh- after Morbius, even like I said, I I didn't hate that movie. Wasn't Venom two technically a hit? I guess it was. I guess like it, it was. made money. Like it made money to be called a hit. Like they're like, okay, people dig this. The story stinks, but like people are enjoying the goo and the action. One good thing I just read um, that's in the article talks about O'Connor. She's actually cast in a film called A Good Person, which she's starring opposite Morgan Freeman and Florence Pugh. So being part of that cast as well speaks highly to her abilities, yeah. uh, I would say, because obviously Freeman and Pugh are fantastic. We all uh, love Pugh. Yep. So this is going to be uh, – this should be a good casting, like you said, to this movie that we really don't know much about. Is it Cassandra Webb? Is she going to be Julia Carpenter? Uh, cause Dakota Johnson's kind of young. So 
how are they going to go about this? We'll see, I guess, I moving know, forward. We all saw Colin Farrell in the Batman and yes. makeup can do a lot of things. Yes. So, but there we go. We we know that it's still happening. We know we're still getting Madam Web, at least for now. Uh, so we'll see what, see what happens. But congratulations to Celeste O'Connor for being added to a, what hope, we hope is a blockbuster film. That's Eric, cool. if you had to give out awards, what would you call them? Would it be like... What? Like, like I was just thinking, like, you said congratulations, and it made me think, like, if Eric had his version of the Dundies, what would he call it? The <laughs> I whole, don't know. The Holmes... Like... The Holmesman... I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's like, what would you call I'm it? It'd be not, like the Oscar, the Holmesmanite. I am know, not famous enough to have to Holmes, worry The Holsies? The Holsies. <laughs> the Holsies. You... <laughs> And now winning her first Holsey. Like, what is, like, I'm oh trying to think. God. That sounds like, a, that sounds more like the Razzies, though. Like, what they get for the bad movies. In the well, I don't know. It's, it's all those Zs. I know. A it's holy, crazy. A holy. You want, you want a Holy Award? What about you? Now you put it on me. I guess the Veras is easy. That's an easy, easy one I to get, do. It doesn't sound as, it doesn't come off the tongue as natural as the Holy. <laughs> oh. I just thought of that. I don't know why, but yeah. Pete throwing Pete, Pete throwing change ups. He's a pitcher today. He's throwing change ups at me. I'm not, uh, That's my hot sauce pull. I guess I kind of hit that <laughs> hit that one a little bit. Don't don't hate on the hot sauce pulls. Hot sauce uh, hot sauce is fantastic. I love hot sauce. No one loves hot sauce more than I do. All right. What's your favorite? A movie? I don't know. Of like the main ones? No, I don't know any hot sauce you like. What's I do. I think I've mentioned this before, but I do like the Tabasco uh, smoked chipotle one. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That's an mm-hmm. excellent hot sauce. Uh, my brother got me one called Aztec Fire. It was very good. I had my sister for Christmas got me. I don't even know how many are in here. It's like fifty different hot sauces from around the world. Yeah, they I come in those little bottles. Yes. Yeah. I, I haven't tried them yet, but they're good. I think. I think they're. I think that's where Aztec Fire came from. All right. So I'll give it a shot and see how that goes. But all right, moving right along, we're gonna switch houses now. We're gonna go to DC, and we're gonna go to specifically DC television. And Star Girl, as we know, is, is has season three. It feels like it's been forever. I am behind on season two. I haven't finished it. So stop watching whatever it is you're watching <laughs> and just finish watching Star Girl. It came out first. Reading this. Um, synopsis i had a couple of spoilers for me now i'm gonna have to go back and see exactly how they're fleshed out but they talked to breck basinger i'm um, basinger sorry who um is the star obviously who plays star girl and she was talking about the upcoming season and she kind of gave a little reveal saying that it's a this season's going to be a little bit of a murder mystery Ooh. um yeah she says and how evil and good are going to live in a town together and figure out who the murderer is so I, from reading this, Pete, I see that Cindy kind of joined forces with them at the end of. Season. She did. She okay. did. Okay. Spoiler alert! If you're, yes. not, if you're like Eric and don't watch one of the greatest shows on TV, <laughs> not much less one of the greatest superhero shows ever made. Um, yeah. So yeah, Cindy was Cindy had a little change of heart at okay. some point during the season, but um, murder mystery sounds very good. Mm-hmm. Um, very intriguing. Uh, I love how Blue Valley is always a town split, <laughs> and so I'm looking forward to seeing where this uh, this goes. Uh, and again, whatever cameos follow, I'm sure we'll see some Jay Garrett. I'm sure our boy Mr. Grundy will pop up at some point. 
uh, Dr. Midnight, both versions. Uh, just, I'm sure there'll be a lot of good stuff. I, I'd love more Wildcats. I, I mean, Stargirl is just a home run. Like It's just great. Uh, maybe we'll see some Green Lantern. I know a lot of people complain there's no Green Lanterns on TV. So maybe we'll see some more Green Lantern and Jade. Uh, so whatever Stargirl wants to do, I'm there for. I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, it's must-see TV, in my opinion. All right, so we'll see how it goes. I promise I will watch the rest of season two and Fett. catch up, uh, and to catch up because I do I do enjoy the show. I don't know why I stopped. I just did. Oh, somebody hates female superheroes. Apparently, oh, Jesus, mm. not again. Yes, you say my favorite. One of my favorite movies is Captain Marvel, but I hate superheroes. So I don't know why evil men do Explain what they it. do, Eric. Explain. I don't Explain. know why evil men do what they do. <laughs> you just you people just do things. Oh, okay. I'm going to do something else. We're going to switch topics. We're going to go to another story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we reported, I believe, I forget which episode it was, but not too long ago, we reported that Batwheels was in development. They were making a um, a cartoon on HBO Max for the Batwheels show, and they've added some cast members. So Gina Rodriguez, who's famously from uh, Jane the Virgin. She's the, she's the star mm-hmm. of Jane the Virgin. And Col- Cobra Kai star Zolo Maraduena, who's also playing Jaime uh, in, Garcia. Yes, Garcia in Blue Beetle. They will be voicing uh, two of the characters in this. Uh, Rodriguez will play Catwoman. And Maraduena will voice Mr. Freeze's Snowy the Snowcrawler. I saw that. That looks really cool. I can't wait for the show. The show is so interesting to me. I know it's a kid's show, uh-huh. but just the concept of it just seems funny. Like it just yes. does, you know, like and I've seen some of the character designs and I really like what they're doing with the penguin and Mr. Freeze looks interesting. Um, Harley looks good. I thought, uh, yeah. And Duke Thomas is going to be Robin, which sounds really cool for me. Um, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really excited. This show, it just sounds like, you know, I may not watch every episode, but, mm-hmm. um, I'll definitely catch a clip here or there, and I'm sure I'll, I'll get a chuckle out of it. Yes, the Legion of Zoom. Uh, they are part of the Legion of Zoom, which obviously adorable. Is. It's absolutely yes. adorable. <laughs> it is. It's, this is, seems like a very cute show. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can get. I have some great nieces and nephews now. Uh, not that. Not meaning great. Like they're great. They're. All, I love all my nieces and nephews, but I actually have great nieces and nephews now, and they're in this age group where it would be oh, good for man, a show like this. Look at my life. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, from that regard, that I could tell them, like, hey, there's this new show coming on. Hopefully, get them into these characters that I love so much at an early age. Uh, my one great nephew's name is actually Oliver, and when he was born, I got him. Uh, I bought him stuff from Arrow. Mm-hmm. I bought him all these Oliver Queen related <laughs> uh, toy. I bought him a couple of toys and a couple of onesies and stuff like that. So uh, I'm, I'm going to tell my niece, obviously, about this show. And hopefully she lets him watch it. Cause Good luck. Good luck. It'll, Eric. Be it'll be a it's a cool little deal. Cool little thing. Um, there's also some. Hold on a minute. What's wrong? Are you okay? Sorry. No, yeah, I'm all right. I my uh what's it called i was getting a tickle in my throat i thought i was gonna cough uh, <laughs> okay. there's also some other cast members uh that that are on this there's other voice actors uh griffin burns is as prank which is the joker's car alexander novell as jetsa which is harley quinn's atv josie montana mccoy as quiz riddler's helicopter Ariane kasam as ducky which is penguin's boat which i'm sure pete is gonna be really interested in uh, uh, chances are I'm going to buy that toy when that comes out. <laughs> Not going to lie. You know, I, I definitely checked out Penguin stuff and I was like, 
All right. I'm definitely going to buy that. <laughs> That's awesome. And then Sungwon Cho as Bad Computer. Uh, so, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, but you're right. This looks like a cute little show, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll check it out at first to see what it's all about. Every crazy project comes w- one amazing toy. It's like it's true. When, when, uh, actually, it's kind of like like when LeBron's Space Jam movie came out. Like I know that's not like a good movie, but I I, I was able to pick up a really cool uh, Marvin the Martian action figure because of the movie. <laughs> and Marvin's like a character I love that I don't have a whole lot of. Like it's like something I would have to. I could only get like six flags. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, to get Marvin stuff is pretty special. So I was able to get a nice little Marvin the Martian. Yeah, he got popular, I want to say late 90s, maybe with the Michael Jordan campaign. Marvin the Martian kind of got really Mar- popular. Yeah, Mar- that makes sense. Marvin was really popular when I was growing up. Marvin, Bugs, Daffy are like my favorite Looney Tunes. Yep. So that's cool, though, that they had it for Space Jam. Um, yeah. you know, I didn't even see sense. that movie. I didn't watch it. I have no idea. <laughs> my brother my brother is a big LeBron hater. He hate watched it. I was like, you even- <laughs> Went to hate watch. Like you right. admit it, you love the guy. I hate LeBron. No, I was talking about Mikey. Oh. Well, I don't hate him. Like You don't like him because you wouldn't want to be a Nick. He's a fine guy. He's a very good person, does a lot for the community and stuff. I just he bothers me, that's all. All right, moving yeah, he right said along. No to the Knicks. <laughs> moving right along. We're gonna go from screen to print. Um uh, We have a promise now from Tom King that we're going to be getting the scariest Riddler of all time. Pete. Oh, is the Batman going to be re-released? No. No. The One Bad Day series. This is the One Bad Day series that we're getting. Hmm. And Tom King has partnered with Mitch Drabs, um, who actually I very very frequently have food conversations with on Twitter. He's great. He loves talking about food and bourbon. I know. He's awesome. This is an awesome follow. Yeah. But yeah, so um, the One Bad Day series is coming, and King and Gerads are obviously doing – King is writing it. Gerads is, is, is drawing it. And they're promising the scariest Riddler of all time. So what do you think, Pete? Do, do I can't you- wait. I love the Riddler resurgence. This is wonderful. He's been in such – he's been on, I feel like, a, a little hiatus – for a while, I know Tom King did uh, war jokes and riddles um, uh, during his Batman run, but uh, you know I, we're getting some really good you know Riddler stuff. Riddler's out in Detective right now; he's in Killing Time. So Tom King, which is another Tom King book, so Tom King clearly likes drawing or drawing writing Riddler because uh, I'm really enjoying Killing Time. And uh, yeah, just like okay, you want to do something scarier than the Batman? Like I'm all for it. Like let's. I'm down for a little bit of a reinterpretation of the Riddler overall. You know, Jeff Johns did his little take in his Earth One storyline as well. So, uh, yeah, let's you know what? Let's see what who's got the best one. I'm dying to see uh, see what they come up with. Yeah, I mean, I've obviously, as you guys know, I'm not a huge comic guy, but this seems like something. Yeah, I we know read. Eric. You don't like um, to read comic books. This is all. This is a riff off of the <laughs> Killing Joke, right? The one bad day. Uh, that is the popular, yeah, apparently that the, I was like, okay, so this is, I don't know if it's going to be an origin story or whatnot, right? you know, kind of, okay, you know, or, but just basically saying, you know, this can happen to anybody. 
Yes, and we're gonna get. It's gonna be a bunch of them. It's gonna Two Face is gonna be eventually gonna do one on Two Face Penguin and some of the other Batman villains as well. Uh, but I yeah, this would be. I love alternative takes on things that just the characters that I like. Uh, I don't know. They don't always jive with me once I read them. Or that's worth taking them. a shot. But yeah, so I feel it's always worth taking a shot. Breathe some new is life. Is there into one you me. would like to see that they didn't list? Is there any particular villain you're like? You know what? Like it's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen this guy <laughs> pop up in a book. Uh, I'd read that. It's like you want. I don't read a whole lot of comic books, but if you want to get Eric Coulson's money, this character is how you do it. So we're just talking. Obviously, we're just talking bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the concept of like this one bad day thing. All right. Uh. You know what? This is not. This is not someone I even care about, or I don't even know if it'd be possible. But someone like the Condiment King, I think you could do a fun, one bad day series on someone like that. Sure, I think that's a good idea. He like he, he hasn't been around for a while, right? So it just it was a weird, it'd be a weird take, but I feel I like it's it, a good idea. It'd be kind of. I mean, could, Tom King made Kite Man cool. Like I'm sure true. everyone laughed at him when he first said that. That's true. So someone like that. Uh, Calendar Man. I'm a fan of Calendar Man, so I think that would be a cool one. Uh, I've, Eric doesn't read comic books. There's a lot of good ideas. Maybe Eric should read some comic books. Just saying. Well, I Get just, Eric on the Batman Book Club a few more times. I almost went to school for forensic psych, so the minds of crazy villainous people have always intrigued me. So any kind of John thing Wayne Gacy that which I didn't watch that yet. By the way, I know we talked about it. Um, but I haven't watched the documentary on Netflix yet on Gacy. Oh, uh, really? Have you watched it? I have. All right. So I'm going to have to give it a watch. Is it good? Um, I thought the one on Bundy was better. Okay. This is okay. I, Cause I actually, I didn't know anything go, about Gacy going in. So I, I was actually learned a lot from this. I was surprised at how much I was always led to believe through like the marketing and everything that Gacy killed a lot of people as a clown. Then apparently that didn't happen. Like that's just something he did at like charity functions. He wasn't like a killer clown. He just happened to do it. Like, so, but a very fascinating individual. I, I had no idea he was so politically driven and connected and uh, just very, very interesting stuff. Um, but it, it's very, it's a slow burn. I thought it's very slow. All right. So it's a, it's a, it's a boring watch in a way, I guess. Uh, early on, once, once they get to like, when they're explaining Gacy, it's boring. But once you get to like, okay, he's picking up people and burying them underneath his house. That's where it gets interesting. It, it basically, after he gets caught, so like an episode and a half in, the All first right. half's really slow, but it picks up at the end. Because right. basically, they're, they're, they, at some point, they basically just have to destroy the house to get all the rest of the bodies. Which is like, I was like, oh my god, they literally, it was a lot at one point. Alright. And you can look up the, the the address on Zillow, which is interesting and see where it is. Crazy. Yeah. That's it's so a different creepy. address now, but it's it's the same plot. That's so creepy. All right. I'll give that a watch. Cause I, I know we talked about it and we reviewed the trailer when it was on, uh, when we saw that. So I, but I haven't, I see it every time I go on Netflix. I just haven't watched it yet. Uh, I got caught. I am catching up on stranger things. That's why. So that's really, I have I to do that too. I have to watch season three. Yeah. Says season four is mind boggling. I'm like, yay. I love it. So I have to, I only, I just finished season one. I began season two. So, because I haven't watched it, so I've got to catch up. I have a lot Sidebar, of Sidebar, the Stranger Things comic books that Dark Horse is printing are phenomenal. I read them all. They're so good. Are oh they my God. 
connected to the show? Like, I'm it- not sure because I'm a season behind, so I don't know if I'm okay. reading spoilers. <laughs> but like, it's like you know, because it's print, I've got to buy it. You know, what I'm saying like, right. if it comes out of you know, they may not get uh, more printings, so I have to pick it up, and I'm just reading it, and I, I'm loving the Stranger Things comics. Like, right. really, like I, I love everything about that universe. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I do like, re- if something is visual media and then they have accompanying um, print media with it, I, I often like reading them just to see the comparisons or if it's part of the story. I'm, which makes me surprised you don't read the Star Wars oh. comics because Marvel prints a bunch of them. Okay. I did way back when they first started coming out. And then I just stopped because I got, it was at the same time in my life where I was kind of transitioning out of this stuff so i was kind of like i really don't care about it yeah anymore. but they're doing it now they're, I know, there's, I know there's like new volumes it. and stuff i know i know i know so a star trek fan would never do this by the way only a star wars fan <laughs> everyone raves about the darth vader comic that came out i want to say like two years ago that started coming so out. what are you doing why aren't you um, reading it i should I, read hate, it. I hate comic books i, I don't want to be I don't I want to tell a, people I read comic books. Mark Holzman. I'm champion <laughs> of Long Island. People look down on me. I read an actual novel about Darth Vader a couple of years ago. That was fantastic. So that's basically Eric saying, listen, nerd, I read a book. Okay. You know what that is? It's got a hard cover and there's no pictures. You child. It's weird. I, I have read more of those on these characters. than I have the comic books on them. It's true. Uh, Intellectual Eric on the mic. I don't know. Maybe it's, that could be a mental block for me. I'm not even lying. That could be one of those things that just block. I don't know. I remember there was a point in my life where reading bubbles in comics just got a little bit annoying. So I was kind of like, um, what is wrong with you? I agree. <laughs> no, I agree because when I read most of the time, when I read them, I like the story. So I agree with you. It's just a mental block for me. I don't understand why I got this to sounds, that point. This is like a Rick Shue excuse. Don't give me this shit. No, I feel like I feel like I'm on the couch and you're my psychiatrist and we're having this conversation about why I don't read comics anymore. But that's really one of the reasons. I can't it's just this mental block for me. I can't get past it. Man up, Eric, get over it. I don't know. I do twenty you're laps right. and twenty push ups. I should. I should. You're hundred <laughs> percent correct. I should. You're right. I can't even argue. I totally should. I just want you guys to know that uh, I have on record that Eric says I'm right. I did. I totally. They all gonna hear it. You don't need to say. You guys need to know. You guys need to know. It's on record now. I was right. All right. Okay. Enough about me. Let's move forward with the show. We have some casting news. The whole show's about you, Eric. You're the champion of Long Island. Stop it. It is. Stop. (laughs) Time out. All right, so we have some casting news about Cobra Kai. We brought up Cobra Kai a little while ago with Zola Marduena uh, being cast, voice cast in Bat Wheels. And so we have some Cobra Kai news. Uh, Alicia Hannah Kim will be has been cast for season five of the show. She's going to be playing formidable South Korean sensei Kim Da Yoon, who factors into Terry Silver's plans for accelerating Cobra Kai's expansion. Now, Pete, have you watched this show yet? I'm believe it or not, this missed me by like a year or two. Okay, I didn't get into Karate Kid or anything like that. Like it's yeah, I just I missed the cutoff when all it right. came to this stuff. So this is this is this is this is, this is all Eric stuff right here. Actually, <laughs> all right, so this is uh, this is uh, what's it called unofficial Eric stuff, I guess. Unofficially um, official Eric. Yes. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I've watched. Uh, obviously, I grew up. Karate Kid came out in 1984. I was eight years old, so it's one of the first movies I remember really, really liking. 
so I've I, when Cobra Kai came out, I watched I've watched every season. I didn't love it at first. It, it's been honestly, it's been like hit or miss for me each season. I didn't like season one. I like season two. Season three was uh, last season I enjoyed. And now we're up to season five. So. um, Yeah, so now we're getting these more cast members. The, Terry Silver, who was in uh, Karate Kid Part three, which is the worst of the films uh, by far. Uh, he came back by last year. It is. It's the worst of the films by far. Uh, he came back last season to wreak havoc and the big whole big thing unfolded and whole big deal. Everyone who watches the show knows what happens. Mm-hmm. But now he's trying to expand Cobra Kai uh, around, I guess, the valley. And we're getting this new actress, Alicia Hannah Kim. So we'll see her. And Dallas Dupree Young, who pl- last season made his uh, debut on the show as uh, not a, he wasn't a regular. His name's Kenny Payne. Uh, he will be a series regular this year. So all you Cobra Kai fans, look forward to that. Also, you know, if you watch the end of last season, Chosen, who was Daniel LaRusso's main adversary in Karate Kid Part 2, is coming back to help him. Uh, so it looks like we're getting a good story this year. Hopefully it's executed well. I, again, did not. Uh, I have been hit or miss. So if it keeps up, I'm not going to like <laughs> the season five if the oh. pattern stays deformed. Uh, but... It's coming. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. Is Mr. Miyagi in all the co- uh, um, Karate Kid movies? He is in all the Karate Kid movies, yes. Okay. Even okay. the next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank, he's also in that as well. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, he becomes kind of... The story... The show starts... The movie starts probably with Daniel as the main fa- focus. And then as once... once Daniel's Pat- the kid with the bandana? Yes. Okay. Once Pat Morita won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, it kind of shifted to where he was the focus of, of the story. And Daniel was kind of, they kind of shared it at that point. In my opinion, that's kind of how it went Interesting uh, from there. So, so yeah, but again, this show has, like I said, it's been hit or miss for me based on the actual seasons. Uh, so we'll see how this one goes. But I do like this idea uh, and bringing back the, the, some of the other legacy, bringing Chosen back as a legacy character is awesome. So we'll see how that that goes um, going forward. More casting news in another franchise that I love. You kind of like it, though, Pete. Don't don't lie. Uh, Rita Moreno will be joining the cast of Fast 10. I do not like this. <laughs> I do not like the Fast and Furious movies. But you don't hate them. Uh, I mean, I don't go see them. I haven't seen them in a long time. I didn't see the last one. I just it's not my well, thing. Well, the last one was the craziest one yet. Like, they literally drive a beat up jalopy car in space. I saw, I heard her. (laughs) But that's the great thing about these movies. They're so outrageous. As long as you're happy with it. Oh, but yeah. So Rita Moreno is coming to play uh, Dominic Toretto's Vin Diesel's character's grandmother. Uh, Rita Moreno obviously famously won the Academy Award for playing Anita in the original West Side Story. Uh, she came back into the in the in um, Spielberg. Is she the villain? <laughs> she the- She's his grandmother. I have no idea. Ooh. I would not be surprised the way the story this sh- this movie series goes, Pete. I would not be surprised. That's what, yeah, does. right. Like, isn't look, John Cena was his brother, right? And wasn't yes. he the villain of the last one or the, the yes. two movies ago? He so. he his character and Cipher, who is Charlie Theron's character, they were both the villain. Okay. Uh, okay. And Sir Charlie Theron was the villain and the main villain in the one before. Okay. But see, that's what I mean. They keep. Get, I know they're these are just money grabs for these actors, but they keep getting these well 
known people to come in. Like Helen Mirren has been in the fast movies. Like it's crazy. And she's going to be in Shazam. Right. Like it's just crazy when you hear about these people coming to these, these really accomplished actors and actors coming to these, these films. But I mean, what are you going to do? If you're an actor and you need work, <laughs> yeah. moving out there, casting is fast and furious. So be it. It was kind of cool how they did the announcement on, on Instagram. Vin Diesel's announcement with William Moreno coming out. If you haven't seen it yet, guys, you can go watch it. Uh, he kind of is like, she's kind of like, I've been waiting for you to to ask me. And he's kind of like, it's been my dream forever to work with you. And um, She's not talking about The Rock. So, no, no, no. <laughs> not that, that. I still... I still want to know exactly what happened between those two. It'll uh, it'll come out one day. I know it it will. When this series is when they finally finishes after the next one, I believe eleven is the last one they're going to make. You think so? That's what the plan is. Yeah, Back to the plan until, until it makes plan. three billion dollars and you know for another. That's, I don't know, fourteenth. That's the crazy thing. It, it was the what's it called? It was the first hit for when the, in the pandemic. It grossed over seven hundred million dollars worldwide. Fast nine. Oh, crazy. Oh, crazy times. It is. But uh, Pete, you should watch these films, man. They are just fun. They are fun. Um, I, I actually like two a lot, but after Tokyo Drift, I kind of I kind of stopped paying attention to it. That's when they got really good. Think so? All right. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Just you should just go, even even our friend Reno watches them. Reno watches them? Yes. Re- Reno from Montreal? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. David Ayer Reno? Yes. Yes, really? Reno. Oh, wow. Jared Leto Reno, yes. Him. Jared Leto Reno watches the Fast and Furious He thing? does. He does watch them. So that's crazy when you think about it. Well, it's, I mean, yeah, Reno's as picky as they get. Yeah, he's a he, – he, let's he's, put it this he's way. He's a true cinephile. Yes, he prefers the more artistic movies. Uh Let's just, I'll just leave it at that. He's, he's very much drawn more to artistic titles. He's more of a Denny fan. Oh, he's definitely a Denny fan. He's a Denny fan. Denny fan, Michael Mann. Like, he likes all the the artours, I call them. Zack Snyder. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so, all right. So, moving along again, I'm going to do this one really quickly. We're not going to spend too much time on it because this is really Eric stuff. Of course, I'm talking about Star Wars. Obviously, Star Wars Celebration is going on this weekend in Anaheim. Oh, the Eric, Eric stuff convention. <laughs> yes, that's what Pete called it in the rundown. I got a quick chuckle out of that. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Star Wars Celebration is going on in Anaheim. Uh, this is the first one since COVID, so it's been really ballyhooed and promoted and I wish I could have gone. I'm just not in the place right now. Have you ever been to a Star Wars celebration? I haven't yet, and I need to get to one before I die. Uh, It sounds kind of like, you know, Graceland. (laughs) Well, I just think about Comic-Con, right? And how Comic-Con covers everything. Yeah, this is is just one thing. This is just one thing, and it fills a convention hall. Like, that's the crazy thing to me about it. Uh, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to eventually getting to to a Star Wars celebration. But we had some quick news starting Thursday. The first panel was at 11 o'clock, and we got some news about what's going on. So there was a teaser for Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which actually started yesterday. I'm not going to talk about that here, but it did start yesterday. Uh, and then Andor, which is the the show that's going to be based on Cassian Andor, who was one of the main characters in Rogue One. There was a little teaser trailer for that as well. 
uh, that was released during Celebration. So if you guys haven't seen any of these things, they're all out there now. Uh, they continue this weekend to announce so many different things. Uh, there's been How books announced you? and... You're, you're 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 like a pig and shit right now. Like, don't <laughs> lie to me. Come on, you're just like Eric stuff is like coming out of your ass. <laughs> it is fun. I will say it is fun. Uh, it is a fun time for Star Wars fans because most cons, even though there's Star Wars information, it it can it's a lot of other things. This is just Star Wars, and but this year there was one extra thing, a couple of extra things they released. One is that they will be doing a follow up series to the movie Willow. They're doing a Disney Plus series. Uh, it's going to take place 20 years after the film, and Ron Howard is directing it. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And there was a little teaser trailer for that. It was really weird seeing all uh, the legacy characters, at least in the trailer, come back in their older form. Unfortunately, Val Kilmer, who who um, plays Mad Martin, I think is his name, mm-hmm. um, he was not there. Uh, and Val Kilmer, this has been a kind of a big weekend for him, too, with Top Gun. Uh, yeah which, but we all know the state he's in. So he was not there, but they are paying tribute to his character. He will be in the show. I don't know how they're doing it yet, but we know nowadays that's, they can do that with everybody. So we'll look forward to that. I'm Pete mentioned John watch before Uh, they, this is where they announced the skeleton key show uh, that he will be. um, Sorry. Yes. Skeleton key show. Sorry that he will be, uh, directing and Jude Law's the main character in that, the main actor in that. So that's a pretty cool get for them. Um, and the coolest thing about it that I saw was they had John Williams there, ninety-year-old John Williams there, actually doing the music for all the the shows when they came out at announcement. I mean, would you have it any other way? Let's be no, honest. I know. And the fact that I think I think it's more because it's been so long since they had one, he came to do it. But uh, well, it's, it's kind of like we said earlier. You know, we we were talking about the boardwalk, like. This is it, man. We're back. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's come on. Uh, wherever you stand on whatever side of the, the political spectrum, I think everyone's safe to say we're back, right? You know, yeah, and this is I think- kind of these are the first events where people, you know, and you know the diehards are there, and it, this really truly was a celebration. Yes, it was like literally I was watching on Thursday. I was watching the the live feed on YouTube because after they did the panels, they had like these interview segments with the Star Wars dot com mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. running it. And yeah. that that was just awesome to see. They had all these characters come out, um, all these actors come out, talk about their roles in these shows and these movies. Good. And it's just been fun, a lot of fun time. The last thing I want to bring up that they revealed at Celebration was an Indiana Jones still. Uh, that picture is out there if you guys haven't seen it yet, but they did. They released the, the first still photo from Indiana Jones 5. Uh, you can't really see much. It's kind of like that Darth Vader, Hayden Christensen picture. <laughs> uh, so you can't re- – it's like Harrison Ford. I'm like, that literally – you know yeah. you think it's him, but that literally could be anybody <laughs> in that picture. But um, yeah. So if you guys haven't been following Celebration, obviously by the time this airs, it will probably be over. At the time I released this, so, but you guys obviously you can always go and check it out. Uh, Catch the recaps. I'm sure. Yep. Go to StarWars.com. Go to their YouTube site, the Star Wars official Star Wars YouTube chip page, and all the information's there. Uh, all the clips are there. It's just a really really fun time for a Star Wars fan. All right, so we're gonna end with a story about um, what's going on at Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, there's a there was an article that came out on early this week, I believe, where it spoke up specifically about J.J. Abrams. Um, Demimanda, I think, is the name of the 
the project he's working on and uh, how it's on the bubble. Now, since um, since the merger or the, sorry, the acquisition of Warner Brothers, Warner Media by uh, Discovery and David Zaslav, there's his name again, Pete, if you can say it. <laughs> I, you, um, know, you already know I can't. I know. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> so the story came out that J.J. Abrams, who, who famously signed a $250 million deal, Bad Robot with WB, before the acquisition happened, uh, that he had this huge deal. And this is the first thing he was going to work on. And he wants a budget that's north of $200 million. Well, since Zaslav's come in, if you guys haven't noticed, he's really been looking at the books and trying to cut, trim the fat, I would say, of what's going on. And he's looking at this $250 million, this $250 million deal that Bad Robot got and saying, what do we have to show for it yet? Now, to me, it's kind of a weird take to have since, like we just said, COVID has been going on. He signed this deal in 2018, I believe. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, he hasn't had much time to work on things. And even if he has, the industry was shut down for a while, just like everything. So it's kind of a weird take to have, but it kind of speaks to the larger picture, which is what I really want to talk about. The overarching um, thing that's been going on at Warner Brothers Discovery since the, the acquisition. And remember with the, the CW, all the shows that got canceled? Yes, we do. We do. So, like, if you really look at it, it's these all seem like cost-cutting moves. The, even the the story we came out that he wants a Kevin Feige for the DC Films division. Uh, you know, he's really kind of weeding all this stuff out. And to me, it's going to take a while for all this stuff to kind of settle. Uh, yeah, it's going to take. I, I imagine it might take like up to a year. Right. So. I don't know. J.J. Uh, Abrams has a lot of things in, in the works with them right now. He has, like I said, Demamanda. He has that uh, the animated Batman series that he's doing with Matt Reeves. Uh, I, I saw this and I was just kind of like, I feel like Zaslav's, whatever, DZ. You got it. Is just trying to spark a fire under him. Hey, get started. Let's go. I got my eye on you. Yeah, that's kind of how I took it. Uh, that's a that's a fair take. I think that's a fair take. But I all, it's also just, like I said, it's a weird take now to say this. Uh, it's just it's crazy that he it is a lot of money he's asking for 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 this show. He wants north yeah. of two hundred million. Then uh, the Game of Thrones, the House of Dragon prequel series that came out is less than that. And anyone who watched the original Game of Thrones knows how big and grand that show was, and the budget on that was ridiculous. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all f- plays out. But I just wanted to I thought it was a small part of a larger story. That's going on over there. So I, all the people who are worried about the CW shows, and I feel bad if you like those shows. Obviously, it sucks when anything you like gets canceled. Really, especially, Eric, you feel bad now, especially you when it's, won't watch it. But you feel bad. Thanks, <laughs> oh, Eric. I feel bad. Of course, I feel bad for you, like Batwoman, and people who like Legends of Tomorrow, and all these other shows that didn't get, I guess, a proper send off, uh, and now they're not going to get that. But it's not, if you look at the larger picture, it's not just those shows. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of things now are being put under a microscope. And you're just going to have to see how this plays out. Uh, this is going to be a really weird uh, couple of years, possibly. Um, Pete, are there any projects that were announced that you hope don't get canceled? In terms of what? Like all of them. I don't okay. want anything to get canceled. <laughs> I know something's going to get canceled. I mean, I don't want any of it to, but like, you know, at some point it will happen. 
Um, right. You know, I didn't want Wonder Twins to get canceled. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know anything about Wonder Twins. This would be my my learning experience. I by by think is that by thinking is that a lot of people are going to read this and immediately immediately they're going to go to the Green Lantern show and say, "All right, that's never getting made." Like that is just never going to happen. Uh, I I I feel like it it's gotta. I don't know. I feel like everything that was going to be on HBO Max is now becoming a movie. So like I I think that's still part of the, the process here. You know, and I, yeah, I get it. It's it's annoying that Green Lantern seems to be the one that is is the project that seems to always get flip flopped around. But I got there's so, like I mean there's so many other shows for us to watch and movies to watch that like okay whatever you guys eventually get made I, I'm down for. But like yeah, I'd love Green Lantern, but like I'm still having a blast watching Star Girl and Superman and Lois and The Flash. And like I'm, I'm still rewatching the Batman, and I'm rewatching Suicide Squad. So it's like there's, you know, I'm rewatching what came out because it's I, I still enjoy that and all that jazz. So it's tough for me to complain about something they haven't made yet. Like okay, whatever. Like you guys may have made a lot of good stuff that I enjoy that it like you know it pleases me as a fan. I, I'm very satisfied to be honest with you. Right. You know? Yeah, I I mean I agree. There's that we are in that. Um... We're in a very good place regardless, right? Like, I think that's the main, that should be the main talking point that whenever this stuff comes out, don't overreact to all the information. Yeah. Even if stuff is slow right now, uh, the information's slow about these projects. It's really because of what's going on with the company. Uh, so that would be my take on this overall. But I, this this one story just triggered that in my head. I'm like, wow, this is kind of a really deep dive uh, into really what's going on, even though it focuses on J.J. Abrams. There's a lot of stuff in this this article. So, guys, it's, it's on um, THR. Uh, obviously, it's on our page. Pete, as you know, guys know, Pete does a great job posting all the information. So that'll be there for you guys uh, to digest. So, should you choose, should you choose, uh, go, go check it out. And let us know what you think, as always. We always want to know what you think. So let us know what you think. Um, well, I know what I think about one other thing. Uh you know, this is summertime's coming and, and the situation sometimes it gets a little crazy uh, down below for us guys. Also, Father's Day is coming. Sounds and, like somebody needs a gift. <laughs> and Father's Day is just around the corner and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there are looking like daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with his exclusive offer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with our code Gotham at Manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. So as we mentioned in the last show, they also have their new boxers, the Boxers 2.0. So comfortable. Uh, yes, the first pair was so comfortable. Um, we, haven't, I haven't, we haven't gotten our second pair yet, but it's coming. I checked with our rep over there, so they are coming. So, Pete, we should be getting another pair uh, of these boxers that appar- apparently offer more support, So, which is that that's always a great thing, especially in the summertime. As you know, uh, things get a little bit crazy down there, uh, damp and loose, Hot, and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> As I think I mentioned last time, bat wings, uh, bat wings happen. So, okay, uh, okay. as we know, uh, summertime is not, not a fun time for us, uh, but it is for me. I don't know about you. 
<laughs> but as we talk about, all their products are great. The the body wash, the shampoo, mm-hmm. the deodorant. Great stuff. Yep. Great crop, scents. Yes, the crop reviver, the crop preserver, uh, all of these great products that Pete and I have had a chance to to test out and talk to you guys about. Uh, but don't forget, I know this is kind of a weird topic between sometimes being fathers and sons, but your dad is a man. And if, you know, if you guys go and help him out, you know, here you go. 20% there off. There you go. Help him out. 20% off. Save his balls. <laughs> Save your dad's balls. Yep. So you get know, 20% off. The from- balls that brought you into the world. So you better honor them. That's true. That's weird to say, but it's very true. It's the truth. Yep. We so all get- came from a pair of balls, boys. So you got to protect them. 100%. 100%. So get 20% off for free shipping with the code Gotham at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use code Gotham. Shake what your mama gave you? Nah, shake what your daddy gave you. There you go. Yeah. All right. Ooxus? Yes. So I believe we're going to end on that note this week. So, Pete, tell them what you're on a little Ooxus, baby. <laughs> Nothing better than some Ooxus to end the day, right? Get a little Ooxus. Ooxus. All right. Tell them where they can find you. <laughs> You can find me on social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Zack Snyder's favorite platform bureau at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one, the podcast you're listening to right now, Straight to Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow our Facebook group. You can join our Facebook fan page. You can reverse that and it'll make sense. Um, a lot of great discourse in both those places. Team Yellow Oval on Twitter. Check that out. We're happy about Keaton returning. The Oval's back in print. It's back on the screen. TV, movies. We don't know what's going on in HBO and Warner Brothers, but all we know is we're getting some Oval. Uh, follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. I co-host that with the champions of Chicago. One day we'll have to get a fight going on between the three of these guys. That's Nico and Nick Caruso. Just three Goombas talking Spider-Man. Check that out. Italians for Spidey on Twitter. Uh, check out BatmanOnFilm.com for my Detective Comics reviews, my TV show reviews, my interviews with Tara Strong, Michael Uslan. I'm all over Batman on Film YouTube with toy reviews and stuff like that. So I'm here, there, a little bit everywhere. Uh, you know, hopefully someday I'll be out in the Bronx uh, with a hot dog real soon. That's my mission. I got to get out to the Bronx. Not many people vacation in the Bronx, but for me, it's my spot. I tried to go. I wanted to go this past Wednesday for Star Wars night because it was supposed to be May fifth, but it rained. Yeah, uh, but I just couldn't. Yoda bobblehead. I'm trying to go. I think it's the 18th. It's my brother's birthday. John and Susan bobblehead night. Shut up. No. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm trying that to go. That is fantastic. Oh man, I believe that it's was... talking bobblehead night too. So, like, I believe he. What? Yeah, so you get a little bit of John. <laughs> like, uh, guys, I love you, Susan. For people who don't live in the area who've never heard these two speak, uh, I mean, John Sterling has a voice from God. Like, his voice is fantastic. It's so just, it's it's literally just charisma. Yes, like uh, deep and yeah. authoritative. One, one. <laughs> yeah, he's got such a great voice for reading. He's, he's one of those people who, like, okay, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do in life. Yeah, Be- the problem is John's just blind. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> but the he's other so thing. lovable. He's our lovable blind announcer. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the other thing. Like I, I love them. But people because, hate him. 
yeah well that's the thing like i love them because of who they are and what they the the personality they led to the to the yankees uh radio broadcast it's just fantastic and susan waldman i've been following she used to do nick stuff when i was in high school so like i've been following her for a long time uh when she got the yankees job she was so huge pioneer for women in the sports broadcasting industry yeah really yeah but i always laugh when i listen to them now because i'm like they're not as good or she's great. She's she is on top of her game. She's got a Boston accent. She does New York Yankees games. God knows how that happened. Susan is on point. Susan's been brilliant for years. Her voice is what gets her in trouble. John is slipping. But <laughs> if they replace I understand maybe replacing John next year, but Susan stays, or I will I will I will go on like a Zaddy style riot if Susan Waldman not in the radio booth next season. There you go, Susan. If you need a, someone to lead your campaign, if something happens, I will. I will fight for Susan Wallen. I will die on that hill. I will take you all down. <laughs> no one is taking. <laughs> I need my summers with Susan. Sorry. All right. Well, if you need to get to Pete and you can't find him, you could try me. Try me on Twitter at finally thirty three. Spell finale thirty three. Uh, check out, our, of course, with our show. Check out our Facebook page and our our Facebook group. I really, really want to start doing more in the group. I know I keep saying that, and I've always... I've been trying to get Eric to do Star Wars so, shows on YouTube. I keep poking the bear, trying to get him out of, come out of the cave. Well, you mentioned that last night, and I'm working on it. I already thought about it, so... I'm, Look at that, sparking the fire. Yeah, it, the, the gears are turning. I inspired the champion of Long Island. The gears are turning in my head, so I'm, I'm going I can, to I, look I can guest, right? Like, I can be a guest on the show every once in a while. I don't need long- to be a main part of it. As long as you don't say Star Wars sucks, then yeah, we. I won't guess. say it a lot, okay. but every once in a while, like it might slip out. But I'll have a civil conversation. If you guys were like, "See, guys, this is why this shit sucks," because like you got this stupid green puppet and he's floating this rock, like well, that doesn't make any sense. Now, if he was wearing his underwear outside his pants and had a cape around his neck, that would make sense. And you know what, Pete? In Star Wars fandom, that stuff's acceptable. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's what happens. It's what happened in like. The prequels where he finally had a lightsaber and the CGI version was jumping all over the that, that was amazing. People. That was amazing. And that's what I agree. I like it's one of the it best fine. scenes in the movie. Thank you. Like I like that, but traditional Star Wars fans will argue with you on that. So that Yoda can't flip. That Yoda shouldn't be fighting at all because he's this old guy with a cane. That's basically. But he was younger was in the prequels. I I Pete, I am with you. I agree with you, but it does not matter. I'm telling you, it This is why matter. Star Wars sucks because their fans are so <laughs> stupid. It's the it is the craziest fandom. Uh, it, I know people well, complain about DC and I, and Marvel yeah. fandom and all the No, nothing comes close to Star Wars. Nothing. It is unbelievable. But as I let me continue, you guys can check out my new. I've, I mentioned last time my Nick's podcast called All Nicked Up. We just recorded episode two. I will be releasing it probably concurrently with this episode, uh, <laughs> straight out of Gotham. So if you are a Nick's fan, check it out. Check out also our my Facebook page for All Nicked Up. We have a Facebook group now for All Nicked Up, same as we have for Straight Out of Gotham. Uh, there's a Twitter handle all at all underscore Nick underscore up. Very simple to remember just with the underscores. Uh, and I would love to have this, this discussion. I love talking about basketball, especially the Knicks uh, with, with fellow fans. If it is, and if it's something that we share both with, with the pop culture stuff and the Knicks, it's even better. We can just create a nice big community where we have these discussions. As Pete mentioned, I am considering the star Wars, uh, 
live stream. It's going to be a live stream, whatever it is. I'm going to start doing that. And Pete, we really need to we really need to start doing at least uh, an iceberg lounge here or there. <laughs> I got to figure that out as well. Yeah, sure. Maybe when with all this uh, new new material coming out, we can do something. Try and figure something out. Uh, what's the next DC movie that's coming? I know it's now. I'm so concerned with baseball right now. It's crazy. All right, but we'll we'll talk about it. We'll get into it, and we'll keep you guys posted as well, uh, as we always try and do. All right, is there anything else, Pete, you want to talk about? I mean, if you want to talk about Uxus and Galactus, I can go on a tirade for a little bit. All right, we don't simply don't have the time for that. It's just <laughs> okay. Well, see you for Memorial the next Day show. weekend. We might have some barbecues to go to. I'll talk about Uxus by the grill. <laughs> he would too. Like this. <laughs> I totally believe that one. But uh, happy Memorial Day to everyone out there. For Peter Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah!